Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Palmineri having a final chat with Joe Thaman before Joe steps into the batter's box. Notre Dame trailing 3-2. The Irish have come from behind 21 times to win this year. Can they do it for a 22nd time? Turn on the Jets, Steve Stanley. Back to the wall it goes. Steve Stanley will fly it in safely with a one-out triple. And Notre Dame has the tying run at third base. Solman lines it up the middle and the game is tied. We're tied at three in a brand new ball game. Breaking ball. Slam to right. That one going back. And it is. Well, it has been 20 years since Paul Maneri led Notre Dame to the College World Series, and uh, that, of course, was uh, part of that uh, fantastic ninth inning against the Rice Owls in an elimination game at the College World Series in 2022. And uh, happy, as always, to be joined by the one and only Paul Maneri. How are we doing today, Paul? Well, Sean, let me tell you, listening to those radio calls from 20 years ago that you did still brings tears to my eyes and makes my body go numb, I'm telling you. <laughs> Seems like it was just yesterday, some of the most special Man. moments of my personal life, I can tell you that. It does. I mean, it's like when when the calendar flipped around and I went 20 years, it's, it's like, it's, I mean, and it's got to be, that has to happen to you all the time as 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 many teams as you've coached and as many different players as you've worked with, I'm sure you've got to just kind of sit there every now and then <laughs> and think the same thing, you know, just like, where did it, where did all that time go? Isn't that the truth, Sean? I mean, at times it makes me feel very old, but uh, <laughs> I tell you, I, I was the luckiest guy in the world to do exactly what I wanted to do with my life for 39 years. I got to be a head coach in college and, those 12 years I spent at Notre Dame will always be the most special time of my life, taking that team to the College World Series. Really, not even just that one year, you know, the, the years leading up to that, the four years with Aaron Heilman and Danny Tamayo and Alec Porzell, they were not able to be a part of that team, but they sure felt like it. Brant Dust, Alan Green, the years before, and then the years after, you know, that we just had so many wonderful kids. And uh, every time I think about those days, it just, like I said, brings a smile to my face, and I just feel like the luckiest guy in the world that's had the privilege of, of being the baseball coach at Notre Dame for 12 years. Well, and that's, you know, I think that because that team got to the College World Series, that's the one that we always think about. But there were guys on that team, and, and we've talked about this before. I, I had you on back in the summer right after you retired, and we talked a little bit about the uh, the Notre Dame team, of course, last year that, that went to Starkville, Mississippi, to uh, to play Mississippi State in the Super Regional, and your team in 2000 went there, battled their way into the championship round, came up a little bit short. You got to host a regional the next year in 2001, end the season with the tying run standing at third base in that game, and and so 2002 was was a culmination of a lot of things, wasn't it? 
it really was. And, uh, you know, we finally were able to kick the door in. In fact, I was playing golf this morning with somebody, and I, and I told them that, you know, even though, uh, you know, we, we went to the World Series, I think the most special moment of the year was when we won the Big East tournament and beat Rutgers in an extra inning game in the championship game right. because it really got the monkey off our back. You know, we had had so many good teams, won the regular season championship, made it to the finals of the t- conference tournament, had a heartbreaking loss here and there. And, you know, you just felt like, you know, when are we going to win this conference tournament? And I feel like when we won the tournament that year and we beat, beat like I said, we beat Rutgers in 10 innings when Stavisky hit a ball in the left field corner and Solman scored from first base. Yeah. I felt like, like the, the gorilla got off our back. And from that point on, our players just played so relaxed and confident. You know, we went to, uh, we hosted the regional not only did we beat Ohio State twice, but we sandwiched those wins with probably the greatest single-game performance of any team I've ever coached in my life when we beat South Alabama 25-1. to They were the number one seed. You remember that game, I'm sure, Sean. Oh, we had absolutely. 32 hits and, and only gave up one hit. Grant Johnson pitched a one-hit complete game. We had 32 hits, yep. including 14 for extra bases and seven home runs. And, we, you know, we zipped through the regional, and then, of course, we went down to Tallahassee where we played the, the unequivocally number one team in the country on a 25-game winning streak, and we beat them twice down there and uh, went to Omaha and then had that great win that you described with some of those radio calls against the new number one team in the country, Rice. So, you know, at times I think back, and, I, and I, I'm really kind of upset that we didn't win the whole thing because – those kids had some special qualities about them. And unfortunately we had two heartbreaking losses to Stanford out in Omaha, but yep. what a year and what, what an era really. Well, you know, you mentioned that big East tournament and I was trying to think, because again, you had never won the big East tournament before you had, you'd finished first in the regular season and, and had regular season conference championships. I, I'm, I was trying to remember how, how confident did you feel that you were even going to get an NCAA bid if you didn't win the Big East tournament? Oh, I felt very confident we were going to get a bid. Uh, I mean, we started out the season 9-10. and 10. Right, and that's Two kind of... of our starting lineup was hurt. I right. mean, Samen was hurt, Solman was hurt. We lost two shortstops and had to put Javi Sanchez in it at short, who hadn't played shortstop even in high school. Right. Andy Bushy was hurt, Paulo Toole was hurt, Brian Stavisky was hurt. Uh, the only guys that weren't hurt were Stanley, Kenny Meyer, uh, I think Chris Billmeyer, and only because the, those guys played so great that we were even 9 and 10. I remember, Sean, we were on the bus heading to the airport in, at O'Hare to fly to Omaha, and the writer from USA Today newspaper called me to do an article about the Irish, and he, and he asked me, he said, what were you thinking? Were you thinking about Omaha when you were 9 and 10? <laughs> And, and I said, you want to know the truth of what I was thinking? And he said, yes. I said, I was really happy we had won nine games at that point. <laughs> we were right. the walking wounded. I mean, if Stanley and Kenny Meyer and Chris Billmeyer weren't playing out of their heads, we, we wouldn't even have won nine games. But we had some horrific injuries. And then finally, when everybody got healthy, after that 9-10 and 10 start, we went 41-8 and eight the rest of the way. And by the way, after we won that Big East tournament in 2002, we ended up winning five straight, which had never yeah. been done before. But once we, it was like once we got the monkey off our back and knew what it felt like, you know, we went to that Big East tournament every year and, and won it. And 
and so we never had to sweat out selection day for the NCAA tournament. Paul Maneri with us, the uh, former head coach of the Notre Dame baseball team, just retired at LSU last year after a Hall of Fame career and, of course, led the 2002 Notre Dame team to the College World Series and reliving the uh, the 20th anniversary of that, some memories of that. What there were so many, you know, Steve Stanley was the Big East Player of the Year and All-American that year, and you rattled off a bunch of those other names. What what was it, do you think, how was that team able to have that kind of resolve and turn things around the way they were able to that you were just described there? Well, first of all, let me say this, Sean. I thought the 2001 team was the best team I ever had. Yeah. Aaron Hellman was a senior, and he went 15-0. and in 15 starts. Danny Tamayo was a senior, number two pitcher, went 10-1. and one. Alec Porzell was our starting shortstop and our three-hole hitter as a senior. That team was, that team was phenomenal mm-hmm. all year. And then we had two injuries right before the, the regional. Steve Solman got hit by a pitch at the Big East Tournament, broke his hand, right. and Chris Billmeyer had, a, had a, a nerve problem with, you know, down his leg, and he, and he couldn't play for about two or three weeks. Our kids played so courageously in that regional tournament the year before, and when we got upset in the finals, by, like you said, we had the tying run at third, um, and Florida International beat us. I'm telling you, I was so distraught after the game and after you know the season ended because I thought that was the best team we'd ever had. And I just remember you know, driving into my driveway two days later, and my phone rang, and it was my college coach, Ron Maestri, and, and he gave me the most encouraging words. Uh, he was my coach at the University of New Orleans. And he said, you know, in 1979, that was when I was a senior in college, we had a great team at UNO, and we lost in the regional at Mississippi State, ironically. And I remember Ron May Street being so down in the dumps, and he called me, and he said, you know, when we lost in 1979, he said, I thought I'd never take a team to Omaha because that was the best team I'd ever had. He said, but a few years later, 1984, we went to Omaha with a team not quite as good as, as the 79 team. And then he told me, he says, you're going to go to Omaha when people least expect it. <laughs> well, the next year, the next year, you know, we had three of our four starting pitchers were freshmen. Grant Johnson, Chris Neisel, and John Axford were right. all freshmen. Pete Oakley was the only upperclassman in our rotation. And and those kids, because of how quickly they came along as freshmen, Brian O'Connor was our pitching coach, did a phenomenal job with those guys. But, but the, the core of our position player team, Stanley and O'Toole and Kenny Meyer and Solman and all those guys that I have already mentioned, Paul O'Toole, they, they had such determination and such confidence in themselves that even when we started out 9 and 10, they realized it was because we had had so many injuries, and once those guys came back and were healthy, they knew that we had a great team, and we just took it one day at a time, and including the two losses in Omaha, like I said, we went 41-8 and eight the rest of the way. I mean, we played great baseball for a long period of time. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and that, you know, like, thinking about, the, I was thinking about this, that pitching that you just mentioned, those guys on the staff, Niesel and, and Grant Johnson were two really good freshman that year but like Niesel missed a good chunk of the season with mono so he was out for a while JP Gagne starts the season kind of as a midweek starter he ends up being your closer with that big changeup at the end of the year and through the whole thing you know like you've got the conference player of the year and Steve Stanley position players and a couple other guys who made 
all conference. You had no all conference pitchers even on a team that ends up in Omaha. Yeah. That's just amazing to me. Well, I, I vividly remember making that decision to move Ganya from starting rotation into the bullpen, and we were able to do that because of Niesel's uh, returning to health after mono. JP's last start, he pitched a complete game, two to one victory over BYU, and he was outstanding. Yeah. And after you know, a couple of days after the game, I brought him into the office and I said, JP, you're you're pitching great. And I said, the missing thing that we need for this team is to have somebody that can close games. We can't win a championship without having a closer. And you, with that great changeup, you have the best chance because you you're composed, you're poised you're a competitor, you're confident, and you've got an out pitch. And I said, I really want to move you to the closer's role. And, of course, JP being the most unselfish kid you can imagine, he was all in for it. Well, how did did we go to Omaha, Sean? You remember those calls, the ninth (laughs) inning against Florida State, three-to-one lead. And we, we go out to the field. Hey, listen, we're going out to the field. We're three outs away from going to Omaha. Man, I'm in the dugout. My hands are sweating. I'm pacing in the dugout, and I can't even hardly watch because, you know, I'm so nervous about it. And I look up as JP throws the first pitch to the first batter of the ninth inning. I look up just as he's delivering the pitch, and it's about 92 on the knees uh, on the corner. And I thought to myself, hey, this could be good. This ninth (laughs) inning could be really good. And then, of course, JP struck out the side. It took about five minutes, thank God. I don't think I would have survived. It took five minutes for him to strike out the side and send us to Omaha, and what a moment that was for everybody. I mean, he was amazing in Tallahassee when you sit back and, and think about it. he In in the first win, in the in the opening win, well, for, for one, Florida State had won 25 in a row, and, and as you said, they're ranked number one in the country going in, and he ends up, what, a three-inning save <laughs> where he retires nine in a row, and then he, he, he just mows them down in the, in the decider, one, two, three, to go to Omaha in the deciding game, in game three as well. Well, that first game, as you mentioned, uh, I, I'll never forget, you know, we had won the regional. Back then, they didn't have the bracket set up in advance. Right. So they reshuffled the deck after the Super Regionals, and, and the number one seed was Florida State, and they matched us up against them. So it was, they must have assumed we were the 16th seed, right? Right. And, um, and so when I, I got word that we were going to Florida State, I remember meeting with the team in the, in the uh, locker room, and they're all sitting on their stools in front of the locker room, and I'm pacing in front of them, and I said, oh, this is the deal. We're going to Florida State. We're going to play Tallahassee. We're going to Tallahassee to play Florida State. They're the number one team in the country. They've won 25 in a row. They won the regular season. They won the tournament title. You know, they ha- they didn't go to Omaha last year, and they hadn't been uh, there hadn't been two consecutive years of them not going to Omaha since like 10 years earlier, 15 years earlier, right? So I looked them up, looked at them all in the eye, and I said seems to me we got them right where we want them (laughs) and everybody smiled and I said we're going to go down there and we're going to whip these guys and I'll tell you why we're going to whip them because we're better than they are and I really believed in my heart that we were a better team so when we went down there in that first game and they're you know they they were unbeatable and and we go out and Stavisky had a two-run homer in the first inning we jumped out to a four or five nothing lead they came back and tied the game and then we exploded, and I think we, we, we scored uh, six or so an, unanswered runs. I think we were up like 11 to 5. And, um, you know, as you mentioned, J.P. pitched three great uh, innings, you know. And uh, 
I'll tell you, after the game, I was meeting with the media, and, you know, I try to be friendly with the media and very respectful, and somebody asked the question, you know, about, you know, what an upset this game was. I remember slapping my hand on the table and saying, hey, this was no upset. We came here (laughs) expecting to win, and I got up and walked out, (laughs) and the people were like stunned. And I'll tell you, if it didn't rain the next day, I think we would have beaten them the next day, but uh, we had to. They got a day to kind of regroup. Right. They they barely beat us, even though they 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 got a lot of hits in the, on the you know the 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 second game on Sunday, but then we went out and beat them on Monday, three to one. And I remember after the game meeting with the media, and one of the reporters asked, uh, you know, are you surprised that your team could come down here and beat this great Florida <laughs> State team two out of three games? You remember what I said? I said, yeah, I'm really surprised. I honestly thought we were going to win it two straight. That's right. <laughs> I was pretty cocky back then. <laughs> Those guys didn't know what to think. This little old northern Notre Dame team coming down there, Tallahassee, uh, just completely, you know, obviously uh, disrupting everything in their world. That that Stavisky home run you talked about, Paul, he hits it over. They They essentially have like a green monster type you know, wall in right, it was in right field instead of left field. And it was just a gargantuan shot as you obviously know. How much do you think that set the tone for the weekend? Oh, they, and behind that, they had a circus across the street. Remember? That's right. (laughs) Oh, when he hit that ball, well, Stanley, I think led off the game with a base hit and then Solman lined one out, I think at the wall. And they were lucky that that wasn't a home runner off the wall. Uh, remember Solman had gone six for seven with seven RBIs against South Alabama and hit two home runs and he smoked one in there. Center fitter was lucky to have caught it in the gap. And then Stavisky gets up and hits one about 450 feet. And I just <laughs> think we, we set the tone right then and there that, hey, we came down here to play baseball. We're not, we're not down here, you know, in awe of anybody. And, uh, oh, it was just, I had such great confidence in our players, Sean, like, because as you said, that, it was a culmination of a period of time, and we had had it. You know, we had played great the two years before in the regionals. Played. I was so proud of the team, even though we didn't win the regionals. They had played so great, and I felt so bad for them. And I knew that they were coming back for that last year with such determination to get over the hump, and and we did. Well, and I played those highlights of that elimination game against Rice in Omaha, and Brian Stavisky ends up with a walk-off home run, you, you've got – you start at the bottom of the order. you got Joe Thaman leading off, and then you go to the top, Stanley Solman, Stavisky. You're down a run, obviously. Do you remember anything you were you were thinking, anything you were saying before that ninth inning? Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah I remember everything. <laughs> I remember how it's feeling. Of course. I remember every pitch. You know, Joe, Joe uh, Thaman led off, and, he, and they were facing this left-hander Crowder from Rice who mm-hmm. had not given up a run in all of the postseason – between their conference tournament, regional, super regional, and now we're in the World Series. And they had just lost 2-1 to one to Texas in the first game, and Crowder had not pitched, and they were saving, they were saving Crowder, okay? So we, the game started. They pitched Philip Humber against us, who also was a first-round draft choice, yep. and we scratched a couple of runs against him. And, uh, you know, uh, but we were losing going to the ninth inning. Crowder had been in the game for three or four innings, and he was carving us up with all our left-handed hitters. And he faced Thayman, who was left-handed, the first batter. He popped up the first, and then Stanley's up, another left-handed hitter. 
And uh, the count goes 3-0, and oh, and I gave Steve Stanley a take sign. And then on 3-1, I gave him another take sign, and Crowder popped two strikes right in there. Well, Stanley steps out of the batter's box, restraps his batting gloves, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is going to be really good. You know, this is going to be a great battle between Stanley and this really outstanding pitcher. And I think Stanley fouled off three or four balls on full count, mm-hmm. and then he hit one right into the – pierced the wind right in the, in the, uh, the gap between, right, uh, between the right fielder and center fielder. And I'm waving Stanley. Of course, there's one out. If we can get him to third base, he's coming around second, and I'm waving him to third. Sean, I'm making deals with God that if you just let Stanley be safe at third base, I promise I'll never ask for anything ever again. (laughs) So he slides into third base safely. I give him a big hug. And then I remember saying to Steve at third base, I said, okay, Solman's up. I said, there's not a person that I would be up right now than Steve Solman, except yep. for you, of course, the guy standing in third base. <laughs> That's right. And Sol- Solman lines the base, set up the middle to tie the game, and then Stavisky comes up, and the wind's blowing in from right field, and, and he just smokes one against the mm-hmm. wind into the stands, and I just, I just went numb. You know, I was so happy for our players to – it's one thing to get to Omaha. It's another thing to actually win a game when you get there. Right. And uh, – and then the next night, you know, we came back to play Stanford again, and I just thought our players were so ready to play. And we gave up a windblown home run in the first inning to Sam Fold from Stanford, and we just never quite could get over the hump, and we lost a heartbreaking game to them. We were behind the whole game by a run. Every time we'd score, they'd score again, and, and we ended up losing the close game. But I was just so proud of that team. and. I told him, you know, what I think at our fifth fifth reunion, five year reunion, you know, I'm now at now at LSU, but it, I don't care how many championships we win or how many times we go to Omaha at LSU, the most special thing in my career will always be taking the Notre Dame Fighting Irish to to the College World Series in 2002. And again, it's it's amazing, but uh, this is uh, year 20 now since that has happened, the 20 year. Reunion. You guys have got uh, a little uh, your reunion coming up here. What in about a, a month of the Boston College weekend at the end of April? You guys are going to gather and and uh, little festivities oh, going on over there. I'm so oh, I'm so excited, Sean. You know, 22 of the 30 players have, have confirmed that they're going to be able to come back for the reunion. 20 years. It's it's hard to believe it's been that long. You know, um, but I just can't wait to see everybody and their families. You know, Sean, as a coach, you know, you have, you're have you tasked with putting together good teams and winning championships. And, you know, but for me, it was always about the development of the players, as, not as based, not only as baseball players, but as people and preparing them for life after college. And when I look around at all these players that played on that team, I see, you know, wonderful husbands, great fathers. You know, they, they're all doing well in their own uh, walks of life of what they've decided to do. And you know, I knew that they would all be successful. It was just a special – all the kids I ever coached in Notre Dame were so special. You know, they just had something about them. And, and uh, you know, we're going to get together, have some fun, and hopefully we can inspire the 2022 version of the Fighting Irish to uh, let's go. It's time to get back to Omaha, you know, Absolutely. 20 years later. I remember after we lost the last game against Stanford, 
I did tell the media there, I've actually made a promise that it would not be another 45 years before the Fighting <laughs> Irish came back to Omaha. Uh, and here we're looking up, and it's, it's 20 years that. already. Yeah, so, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we need these guys to, to, to make me not be a liar to the media that year. Absolutely. They were knocking on the door last year really you know they've hit a little bit of a speed bump but again you you know you guys proved if nothing else in 2002 you can hit some speed bumps and still have a really great year and I'm sure they'll get it figured out over there uh here pretty quickly Paul Maneri the uh, Hall of Fame head coach and uh former Notre Dame coach former LSU coach won a national championship in 2009 and of course led that great 2002 Notre Dame team to the college world series it is uh it is always fun Paul and I know you've got to get going so I'll let you uh get rolling but look forward to seeing you here pretty soon Sean it's great to be with you I miss you much and uh miss everybody in South Bend I'm glad my son is up there so I get always have an excuse to come back and visit and we'll look forward to seeing everybody up there in about a month or so absolutely sounds good take care Paul great talking to you as always all right thanks for having me on Sean yep absolutely Paul Maneri Hall of Fame head coach at Notre Dame and LSU. We'll take a timeout. Sports Center update is coming up on Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers. All made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street. Across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 